They came from across North America. They meet here each week in the basement of an abandoned comic book shop to talk comics. Covering all the news and info you need to the latest reviews and even books to stay away from. Join your hosts, Infinite Speech, the comic book clergyman, and the Spider-Man geek. Every week here on Tales from the Water. Welcome everybody to this week's Tales from the Water Cooler! Water Cooler! Episode number... What? Episode number... What? 264? 264! <laughs> it's a milestone episode! <laughs> um, with us this week we have... Infinite Speech. Spider-Man Geek! And the comic book clergyman! We're all back! Again! Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> so what's been going on, guys? The little things. Yeah. So so much. I went and saw Moana. So. How was so that? did I. You did. Yeah. I I liked it. My daughter it was good. It. Yeah, it was good. How so, so? It was. I I expected less, and I got more. So you know that's all. That's always a good thing. That is a good thing. Right. Rock made me laugh, or Maui laugh. He's a funny guy. The Rockies. Yep, I, um, let me see. It was a, a little bit of a, a tearjerker because you know it's it's not a Disney movie unless someone dies. Uh-huh. So, oh, no. you know, Somebody's parents that happened. Probably. And to sit, nothing like sitting sitting in a theater and you hear the sniffles of little children just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, this is horrible. Like, they're all just a bunch of sad kids, you know, who don't laugh and for like the next like five or ten minutes and this one this this one kid was like, Mommy, I just want to go home and call my grandma. I was like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah oh. spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Moana yet. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, Well I haven't yeah. seen I haven't seen any I, um, movies. I actually Yeah, you still haven't seen Doctor Strange, right? I haven't seen I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen Doctor Strange, I haven't seen Moana, I haven't seen Anything. I still haven't seen well, Suicide Star Arch- now, so yeah, I, I'm a big star. I actually just saw that. I just saw Suicide Squad and was not, um, well, wasn't impressed, but I wasn't let down. Yeah, I felt the same way. It was really an okay movie. I had no real complaints about it, but no actual praise for it either. It was just kind of it's it's worth seeing at least once. Yeah. It's yeah. not hor- it's not horrible to watch. <laughs> it's one of those films where the soundtrack is definitely better than the movie. Is it worse than Batman vs Superman? But uh Oh, it's oh, better no, it's than much, Batman vs Superman. Than... <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, much better than that. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. That came on cable today. I just abruptly cut the TV off. <laughs> Threw it oh, out the window. Yeah. yeah, I said we won't be having any of that in this house. There will be no Batman versus Superman <laughs> here. But um, yeah, there were it it it's it's not a horrible film. I'll say that. I just don't like Leto's Joker, and it's not because of the actual 
design or whatnot. It's just he was just maybe I'm jokered out. I think that might be it. I think I'm yeah. jokered out because it's like every Batman film. We have to have the Joker, you know, somewhere. And this but one was not, like, yeah, it's not just that. It's because at this point, no one's Mark Hamill. That's the problem. Ah, uh, right. Everybody has their own take, but you know, yeah. I, Mark Hamill is still king of being the Joker. Right. Unfortunately, he just doesn't look the part. <laughs> He's down <laughs> the part. He just doesn't look exactly. Right. Yeah. It's um. I was um. I laughed at the fact that you lost Slipknot like real quick. I was like, oh, okay. We just. Not gonna kill the black guy first, but we will kill the next best minority in the film. First. <laughs> they, they, they might as well have just put a red shirt on him, because pretty much from his introduction, <laughs> you're like, you're the first one that's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <Will Smith. laughs> yeah, y'all are ruining and, it for me. Uh, oh, <laughs> let's let's see. Killer Croc was a bit of a letdown. I was like, wow. It it looked I mean, weird, I mean, didn't it? We're just gonna have we're just gonna have you walk like a 1980 stereotypical representation yeah. of what we think black people walk like when they walk down the street. The entire movie between him and Enchantress doing her best breakdancing, pop locking routine throughout the <laughs> film, it is oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. And the villain, I think it's it's that too. The the main villain uh-huh. wasn't anyone you were really invested in. Like you really yeah. weren't invested in the plot after a while because the whole movie seemed like a lot of filler, just so we could see the bad guys do bad guy stuff. Ooh, Harley was not nice. Yeah, it's also basically the plot from Ghostbusters, except Zool had <laughs> Zool had more charisma than Enchantress. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You know what? You are absolutely right, <laughs> and that's that even hurts worse. That that <laughs> and makes me look at this film in an entirely different light now. But you are pretty much correct about that. This one just had more bullets in it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, um, uh, well, yeah, I, so Suicide Squad, if you've got an afternoon to kill, you know, take a peek. Sounds good. I think I will. Uh, so speaking of things that I watched uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday in this, this past weekend, uh, which is not comic related at all, but Dan and I are going to talk about it anyway, <laughs> but that is the triumphant return of Gilmore Girls to Netflix. Um and I'm gonna go to the bathroom right okay. now. So just, hit, just I'll be back later. Feel feel free, feel free. But anyway, um, all I have to say is that uh, that show is that 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 was perfection. Everything about it was perfect. Mm. So that's really all I really wanted to say. I, so I slightly disagree. Okay, what do you do? What do you, what um, do you think? I I preface this by saying that I haven't watched Gilmore Girls in probably eight or nine years. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So I, I felt like a, I've, I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I was totally lost because they were referencing the show. Like the, the entire four seasons or whatever, a lot of stuff is fan service. Yeah. So there's a lot of references to everything that's happened in the, what was it, seven season run of right. Gilmore Girls. So there's a little bit of everything in there. So a lot of those parts kind of fell flat for me because I just absolutely forgot about them from the show. Um, the uh, what, what are they called? The uh, uh, Life or Death Brigade? Those guys? Yeah. So 
So in the fourth episode, there's the the entire opening, which is a good twenty minutes. At one point, me and my wife looked at each other and we went, "What? What the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Like we were completely lost. Is this a hallucination or not? Yes. Even even though there's there's people that have enormous amounts of money, there's no way they could pull off everything that they've done in one in night. that opening sequence in one night. Well, so it felt like a hallucination, but then I don't know. It was really I, really. I was convinced it was a dream. Like yeah, I, in, until all of a sudden, then it was real, and I was like, yeah, exactly. Like the way that it was set up, so that I will say, yeah, that was the most confusing and most out of place because nothing that was unlike anything from the original show. Like even when they, even when the Life and Death Brigade were were in the show, that it was never that surreal, yeah, or yeah. surreal. You know what I mean? Like um, there was so much biz- just bizarreness. Um, but anyway, I will say, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Like I, that was. But I just kind of glossed over that because the rest of it, like the whole, just yeah. what I love about that show is just the relationships. I mean, the relationships between <clears throat> Lorelai and her mom, and 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 Rory and and Lorelai, and and you know, and so they captured at least that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the town, the townspeople um, yeah. were great, and the, uh, the 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 Stars Hollow musical, I could I was... could, I could not stop laughing in the whole thing. It was. That was the funniest thing. Um, it was just that was my was... only other complaint. I oh, thought really? that bit that bit just ran a little too it, long. Yeah, it, it went on and on to... forever. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But um, but I thought it was hilarious. So anyway, um, and what'd you think of the ending? Uh, well, it's it's uh, it well without any spoilers. I mean, it's very fitting. Yeah, it's very fitting if you make a lot of parallels to how we got here in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I thought it was fine. I don't see why some people kind of lost their minds about it, but I thought it was a perfect ending. Well, except for that Rory with, with, with this also highlighted is that Rory is, is actually a deeply horrible person. Like, yes, she, she's the, she's, she's, she's horrible. She's, she's not a good person at all. And, uh, and so that I, I appreciated that, um, at least, but, not to say that I'm not I'm not making any judgments on anybody or her, but mm-hmm. the, the the ending was not what made her a horrible person, but just the fact that she treats people so bizarrely uh, yeah. didn't seem to go with her with the rest of her. Although that was pretty par for the course from the series too. So anyway, all right, we've completely lost uh, everybody and, uh, and and especially <laughs> Steve. So so we'll just we'll wrap it up and uh, just say you know if you if you did like the original series um i you think won't you'll be disappointed. yeah you yeah. won't be disappointed it's it's good so um anyway i watched one episode of gilmore girls only because i was dating a young lady and that was her favorite show and i was like why are you watching this so <laughs> I had to sit there. and because she sat and watched like a marathon of dragon ball z with me i was you I had to reciprocate, yeah, by watching an episode of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. I was, um, yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea. I would no. just, I would, you know, I'll just or your, I'll, I'll, or I'll your just cup of coffee. There. It wasn't your cup of coffee. I don't like coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Uh, all right. 
Well, let's move on to some news. And now, the news. Do we have news? Yes, we do have news. We have bad news. We do have bad news. (laughs) And we have subpar news. Okay. Go for it. Ah, Dan's first. All right. Okay. So, we're in honor of Decapitated Dan, we have to talk about this character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Iceman is getting a solo series. The, hey! good news, <laughs> the bad news is that it's going to focus on his sexuality. Boo! Dun, dun, dun. And to uh, to this, we all like we've discussed this offline, and we uh, we all agree to basically just say, "What the fuck?" or "Why?" Yeah. What's the point? Exactly. I mean, okay, and why we are booing is, you know, and I, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of sad that we even have to qualify this shit. Yeah. Because yes. I've noticed like when when people say they don't want an Iceman title or this direction is bad, people automatically assume the worst. No. Our reasoning is we'd rather a story about a superhero who has a superhero past and is from one of the most legendary superhero teams to get back to superheroing. I mean, do we actually need a relationship title for Iceman? Do we need to turn it into that? You can still focus on certain aspects of his relationship, just like they did when he was heterosexual. Pepper that in with him in life or death, life-saving situations throughout the day. We don't have to have a series that focuses on Iceman being, being gay. That's not what drew readers in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, and I think Marvel's getting, you know, it's, it's great that they're adding diversity, mm-hmm. but it's now, it seems like it's becoming more of a buzz thing. And like, it's, that's their um, well, the, focus. We just want the diversity yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would have liked seeing this develop more naturally. It'll be an interesting journey to see Iceman, mm-hmm. Dealing with the fact that he realizes, you know, dealing with the the whole development of what's going on and his realization that he's he's a homosexual. I would have preferred seeing that in a solid X-Men team book rather than doing that in a solo series for him. I just I think they've handled the entire thing wrong because, I mean, the. The way he came out was, you know, Gene Gray being an asshole, reading yep. his mind, and then just saying it out in front of everybody. I would have been like, bitch, can you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> Shh. You can't just be reading my, my, my mind and then just, you know, shouting it out to everybody. I'm just like, uh, like that whole thing was just bad. And now, mm-hmm. you know, if if that's what the series is going to focus on, then I, I don't see it lasting. Is it a miniseries or is it an ongoing? Uh, I think it's an ongoing. It says, uh, it's an ongoing, yeah. It is See, an ongoing. and what makes me mad is that Nighthawk only lasted six issues, and that was fantastic, and I know <laughs> this will probably go longer than six, and it won't be as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, who's the creative team behind it? Do you know? Creative team is... Ketchum. Uh, Ketchum. Series of Marvel. Grace and Alessandro Viti for art. Okay. Right? Or is All right. Grace the writer? I'm not sure. 
I mean, I'm going to read the first issue. I know, I know, I am because I'm. I'm I I just want to see how much of a train wreck it is. But I would rather an Iceman series that dealt with him, you know, just being a superhero, not on the dating mm-hmm. scene. He's already got a boyfriend, so why, you know, why must we focus on a series that is just going to deal with his homosexuality? Because it kind of feels exploitive yes. right yeah. now. Right. It, well, it I mean, here's the thing. That that article that just is whatever is telling us that the, that, that shouldn't have been written. That's not. That's not the headline. That's not the been. headline. It's, yeah, it should have just been Iceman oh. gets his own series and like let's right. look at him as a whole character instead of just a you know a one dimensional gay, gay, gay character. character, right? You know. So I don't know because I think I think the I mean let, let me see when. That whole time Bobby was discovering himself and Mystique was pretty much forcing him to grow up was probably the last great Iceman story that we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, so, that was uh, what, almost 20 oh, years I, ago? I, yeah. I thought this actually, this Iceman title was for the teenage Iceman, but it's for adult Iceman. Oh, oh. is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just reading this detail now. I'm like, okay, so... Adult Iceman, now that he found out that the younger version of himself is homosexual, which, because we're only talking timelines, makes sense that our actual adult Iceman was only in denial this entire time. Um, So he's discovering that for himself now. So we're going to follow adult Bobby's journey into discovering himself and his sexuality. Hmm. Well, still. Does it feel forced? Does it feel like they said, hey, we want to give Iceman his own solo series, but he needs a hook? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's exactly (laughs) what they did. Right. Because his mutant power and his legacy isn't hook enough. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, crap. Uh, I don't know. Either Iceman with this story, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. Give Northstar a solo series. That's what I'm saying. You've already got Northstar there. I mean, you could have developed that character. You know, first, and maybe you know, but he's when married. Bobby and nobody, came nobody, out. He's married. Well, he and could nobody. have been divorced, right? You can go out through a divorce, right? I don't know. <laughs> well, they say eh, that nah, they, say, they, they say that that married people in comics aren't aren't interesting. So, uh huh. Yeah, the only married, the only couple that stayed married in comics is Reed and Sue, and that's only because they have kids. You saw what Chris Claremont did to um, Scott and Jean, right? And Matt and um, Madeline, he just tore that one the hell up. He said, all right, you're going to cheat on your wife. Your brother's going to sleep with your wife. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you know, Inferno's going to happen. It's just going to be bad. We're just going to mess it up. You know, And clones. And, we need clones. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those. Can, a lot of those. How can we mess with Spider-Man, too? Oh, I know. Clones. Let's yeah. throw clones in there. <laughs> oh, God. We'll straighten the it out later. <laughs> oh, Let some other writer deal with it, this mess. <laughs> I'm getting paid now. Uh, so yeah, Iceman. Well, we have more X-Men related news in that recently it was, um, Marvel did announce that we're getting X-Men gold and blue back. Yay. And the creative teams and the rosters were announced as well. So X-Men blue will consist of my least favorite team of X-Men, which is the time displaced youngsters that beast brought here because beast just wanted to continue his stunning track record of great decisions. Um, so we've got Gene, Cyclops, Beast, Angel, 
and <clears throat> Gene will also be the um, the new team leader. Mm-hmm. Now, they did also release the cover by Art Adams, and I will say I do like the costumes. It They're kind of like X-Factor-ish to me. Right. So um, the creative this is the gold team, team. No, no, this blue is blue. 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 Yeah, X-Men Blue. Now, this will be by Cullen Bunn, writing and um, Jorge Molina. That's not a bad so, team. Right, right. It really isn't. So I'm like, I guess Marvel was like, look, speech really hates this team. We have to give them a reason <laughs> to read this issue. I th- I'm pretty sure this was done just for me. This creative team was picked just for me. But um, oh, and the other part that you missed, uh, you didn't, you didn't talk about was that. Uh, so it's 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 the original X Men, but but uh, Magneto is going to be their mentor. Yes, yes, and uh, that is going to bring up you know a lot of issues because you know the last time they left him, he was trying to murder them and years and a lot of instances have gone through and so he's allied with the x-men led them for a time back when professor x was what in jail or dead or something uh it was way way space. back in the late 80s 90s or whatnot ah yeah space <clears throat> with lalandria the shiar shiar right. but i do like the fact that angel can only be effective if you give him cooler wings yes absolutely <laughs> And he still got his power up from that horrible Black Vortex series. Right. Yes, one of many horrible, horrible X-Men um, events. Now, the X-Men Blue t- I mean, Gold Team. Ah, this is the one I really, yeah, I, I just, uh, I like the roster and I hate it all at the same time. Hmm. You've got Nightcrawler, Colossus, Storm, Old Man Logan, because you just have to have a Wolverine on, on the team. Uh, Rachel uh, Gray, who is now going by the name Prestige and has a new costume. That's, and that's Kitty dumb. Lame. How, lame. Uh, I mean, yeah, but it kind of gets her out of that whole Summers, Jean Grey, Phoenix shadow. Girl. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it kind of pulls her out of there. And I'm she's actually been one of my favorite Greys, so I'm I'm actually willing to see what this new direction is with her and team leader kitty pride which makes me roll my eyes a lot <laughs> well especially when storm is on the same storm team. is on team, exactly yeah. <laughs> bingo like why storm. storm's retiring is I'm, she? I'm like okay so so storm steps down so kitty can run the team well, kitty and, at this and the, the other she funny just thing turned 21 the other funny thing is that this is basically excalibur with storm in it uh-huh because <laughs> she led Excalibur for a while, right? Because the first leader was, was um, Captain Britain, right? Right. Well, and then Nightcrawler was the leader for a while. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot though. Mark Guggenheim, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did Guggenheim he... is writing an Artie and Saif. What there was an X book that Mark Guggenheim did a while back. Was it? Did he Civil do Civil War Wolverine? Did he? Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. that was good. During Civil War, he's the one that did Wolverine, where Wolverine, every time he died, he had to fight death off. Yeah. And, uh, okay, yeah. that was... And I, Ray, I like... Ramos did the art. Did he do... Did he do... Uh, who did the Young X-Men, the, the Young X-Men series? With Yannick Paquette. Do you remember um, that one? Uh, was was that, remember that one. Was that him? I can't remember. Anyway. Um, th- th- that one was... That was not a good series, so... Um, 
but <laughs> so I, I was hoping I was thinking that, but but I did like the Wolver that Wolverine Civil War series, so that that was good. So I'll uh, I'll I'll certainly give both of these a chance. Um, I mean, I like. I like yeah, that they're it going. Was, it was Guggenheim on Young X Men. Oh yeah, that was horrible. That was horrible. <laughs> so I, yeah, okay, dang it. Um, well, um, I, I'll give them both a try. I, I, I like that they're going back to some. They're going back to the well in terms of like, okay, we're just going to go back to the basic teams. Like, I kind of like that. Right. Um, just because right now things are so wacky in the X verse. I feel like they need to go back to some stability um, with some teams, but um, so I don't know. I, but but you still nobody's answered the question. What team is Gold Balls on? <laughs> <laughs> he's on he's on Team Spider Man right now. He'll, maybe he'll join Gold the, Balls. Maybe he'll you know join what? the champions. Well, <laughs> oh, hey, that would see that that would be a fit. I mean, you've already got Cyclops, young Cyclops on the um, champions. Might might as well put Glow Balls on there too. Now they did say that these teams will operate from the same base of operations, so you're going to see probably cr- um, each member's like crossing in various titles or whatnot. But I just re- remember the uneven team balance of the gold and blue teams from the '90s. So this one, mm-hmm. like I said. The teams are are great. I always love a um, a Colossus, Nightcrawler, Wolverine team. Like those three need to be on a team together almost all the time. Mm-hmm. But Kitty leading, it still doesn't make any sense to me. Like I understand why Logan wouldn't want to lead the team because he still got all that baggage. Um, Nightcrawler just came through that that trauma, but you've got Storm, who's very capable and who has always been capable. I mean, hell, she's proven herself many times to be leading and she i don't know maybe kitty could be leading the younger generation of x-men coming up that would be you know the new mutants or whatnot i don't know but well, that's what she did I just for don't... new x all new x-men yeah i mean they could have her back in that role because and i don't know it just makes sense here to have her do that other than storm not leading the team but who maybe, knows it might turn no out reason. to be a good yeah. series yeah but still i just will always side eye this issue Every yeah. time I look at it, because Storm's not leading and Kitty is, of all people. Right. Well, and as at least long as we, we don't get cameos by Gray Malkin and <laughs> oh ink. god, and Ink, right? <laughs> yeah. Look, as long as Fucking Dupe ink. doesn't show up, <laughs> just keep Dupe out of it. Dupe. Ah, <laughs> oh, why Dupe? Why? Why Dupe? All right, I think that's it for our mutant news. All right. Well, shall we dive into this week's picks? We shall. We <laughs> splash. I'm wet. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> People oh could hear. God! I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> can hear the off, off <sighs> inside. Yeah, joke there, but uh, that's funny. Um, well, who wants to go first right. today? So, who read stuff? Uh, I haven't been on the show oh. in a while, so I'll go first. Okay, I want to talk about. Okay, go first. Go. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, I want to talk about Impress number seven. This was the last issue uh, of Martin Miller and Stuart Eminen's. Uh, 
little creator-owned run that uh, I, Marvel Icon published, and um, I've been kind of hot or cold on this whole thing. I don't think this has been Eminem's best work, but uh, but I but I thought uh, I thought it's been got kind of slow in the middle. It, it started off really well, and then it kind of it got slow. But then uh, but this is the story of a uh, a queen uh, who has this tyrant this space Thanos kind of husband. And she basically is, you know, he sucks. And so she leaves with uh, Space George Lucas and her kids and um, and uh, and a, a African-American or black uh, little person and a teleporting robot kind of thing. Anyway, um, really cool stuff. And um, but what I liked about this issue was that at the that that they kind of revealed something uh about this woman uh kind of it, there was a little bit of a curveball at the end and so at the very end she has to she you know she's up against her husband and it turns out that uh while he was kind of oppressing her the whole time that he's been he's made her his wife uh it turns out in her in her former life she was actually a uh a, a, a badass like uh like arena fighter and but he never knew it and so like the one thing she's actually really really good at is fighting <laughs> and so she like kicked his ass and it was i didn't see that coming because this whole time she's been kind of the damsel in distress and has had to be rescued and and all this yeah. stuff yeah. and then all of a sudden they they made her really i just thought it was a nice twist i didn't expect that to happen and so um so I just thought it was a good ending to that series. So that that was uh, that was really why I really wanted to talk about it. So if if you haven't uh, if you haven't read Empress, you know, get it in trade. Uh, this this was the last issue of the of the little mini series. So uh, so pick it up uh, when it comes out. Would you, did you guys read that? Now, quick question, quick quick, quick question. Did well? No. Did the oldest daughter remain annoying as hell? Because that's why I stopped. Pretty much, uh, she was just a very annoying yes. character to me. Yes, I want to go back with Dad. Well, oh, and, Mom, you betrayed Dad, and it just it it was uh. Yes, and, and that's actually that uh, her actions end up. Uh, mm-hmm. She ends up kind of betraying the family and wanting to go back to her dad, but her dad kind of says, "You know, screw you. I don't like you anyway." And uh, so, but she, <laughs> but she so, so the mom ends up killing the 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 guy and the the, the tyrant king guy and. Uh, uh, and then the girl, that annoying girl that you're talking about, ends up becoming the uh, the empress or the the new queen or whatever because of the bloodline or whatever. So, um, <coughs> so it, it, it ended up okay, but yeah, she was annoying. So very much annoying. So I, I, I not a character her. that I was. It kind of started off great, and I'm like, okay, this is fun. But I definitely agree with you about the artwork on there. It didn't seem yeah. like some of his best. Still it's like not it's passable, maybe. Yeah, I it agree. feels so rushed for Eminem. Yeah, I agree. Or, or maybe there was I a coloring issue or I mean, something. I don't it, know. Yeah, I was going to say was the it inking? Was maybe it, it did colorist or inking. Well, it was Wade Vaughn Growlbanger also... or whatever his name is, who does most of the inking for mm-hmm. Eminem. So, which I, he's usually worked with, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it was the inking. I, I feel like it was either a coloring or a rushed, uh, a rushed kind of job on Eminem's part. I don't know. But. Damn it. All right. So but it's only seven issues. Uh, I think I stopped around issue four. 
uh, go back and read it. If 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 the read, payoff is that good, I'll read go it all together. Like read it all. It yeah, I mean, you should read it all together, and then uh, it, it'll probably play better if you if you read it all at, in one shot. So. Okay. All right. So basically, the trade is where I need to go for it. I think so. I think so. All right. So. All right. And I will. I will. And if I hate it, I'm coming to Georgia. Okay. Well, come on. Um, they went down Georgia look for a soul steel. That's right. So, so yeah. So I was that, I, was that the only one that that you? Uh, the, out? Well, this was this was a this was a week where a lot of things ended. Um, uh, Han Solo number five came out, uh, and that was a little bit weird. I, I wasn't quite sold on that whole series. Um, and then uh, Chew, the then Chew number Chew number sixty, which is the final issue of Chew, came out. Um, which was a little bit stranger, but that's kind of how Chew is. Uh, uh, but anyway, so it was just like everything. Uh, there was a lot of mini series and ongoing series that ended for me this week. So, um, but those are, those are the only things I really wanted to talk about. So, I think I'm the only person not reading Chew. Uh, you know, no, I'm not I think reading. it's like okay. <laughs> it's it's a it's a strange and book. I want to, but I'm a. I mean, I haven't heard anything like bad about it. Everything I hear about Chew is like you know, pretty much. It's one of the. It's one of those titles I probably should be reading, and I'd probably be having fun. But I haven't picked it up. And with issue being the issue sixty being the last one, now maybe I, I'm. I know the first couple of trades are actually on sale at my LCS, so I may have to go and just grab those and start. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Pick it up and trade. That's what I do. I mean, I do love that. Uh, I do. I do love that chicken. Pollo, pollo, baby. Now what? A, he's a yeah. He's a he's mm -hmm. a cyborg chicken, right? Yeah, he's a cyborg now. He's like yeah. the kick-ass chicken. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> I um, I read quite a bit, uh, and. The Mighty Thor continues to be now that a couple of Marvel titles that I really, really do like are gone. Marvel um, Mighty Thor is kind of like stepped up um, into like the num the number one, two, and three spot. Um, this one here, once it it starts, it it kind of starts off very sad, very, very sad. As Jane is um, trying to help another cancer patient like through their ordeal, um, and you know as she's like shaving her head. I was like, damn, you know, Aaron opens it, it up on some really like potent stuff. And and then you just go straight to Thor in like the middle of a fight. And it's a it's a lot of time hopping. You go back and forth, back and, and, and forth. But you see that this team was put together to go fight the Dark Elves to reclaim the realm back. And Angela makes um, an appearance. And I'm sorry, but I really love the name of the fairy, Honeyshot. Like this guy, he's like a badass fairy. <laughs> and he looks like a cross between like the old west and someone from like the knights of the round but my man's name is honeyshot and he will probably <laughs> kick all kinds of ass but um you know it's it's just a really good fun superhero story you know not focusing on um jane's condition we're not trying to Your sexuality you know, yeah anything we just it's um you know, they pulled together this team to go kick ass, and I 
might have missed out on these particular issues of Thor, God of Thunder that they referenced in here, issues 13 through um, 17. And I kind of felt stupid, like, wow, those are the issues I did not read. So maybe I should have. But, um, you know, it's it's just it was just really fun. Great. And we have, um, I think, was it Epping on art on this one? Yeah, that was the one thing I was a little bit cool on. I I, I just wrestled Douterman, you know. Wow, that's Steve Epting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, looks a lot. I it looks like old. It looks like old I mean, it's, Epting. It's just how it started off. Yeah. Yeah. Old what? It looked like old Epting to me. But that's, that's pretty. Yeah, that's oh, okay. pretty good Epting. <laughs> <laughs> Because I haven't been a fan yep. of his for a little while now, but this is, um, maybe it's the inker. Is it the same inker as with uh, um, Dauterman, or? I don't know. Let's see. I don't, uh, let me see. Frank Martin was on Colors. Colors, yeah. No no inker uh, listed, so it might have been Epting oh, himself. Yeah, yeah, he might have did it himself. It's but pretty, like it's pretty it was, good work for Epting, I gotta yeah. say. You know, Honey Shot kicks ass, the orcs do, you know, the giant does, you got the shield agent in here. It's just a really, it's just one of those fun other world stories. And I love Angela when the plan, like Angela screws up, bottom line, she screws up big and she says, so um, we have an alternative um, plan in play just in case someone screws up. I was like, ah, yes. So, I mean, the Mighty Thor continues to be great and I, I, I still don't see why people are still upset about Jane as Thor Yeah, like people know. are still bitching and complaining about that and it's one of the best series that Marvel has now so I'm like dudes just chill don't read it at all and it's probably a bunch of people that don't read the series anyway that are complaining about it right. <laughs> but it is like one of Marvel's top books so yeah Epting brought it and Aaron as usual with this story so it was great um let me see what else did i uh, okay i'm gonna go ahead and bring this up because it bothered me when i read it and it's teenage mutant ninja Tur- um, turtles now i know you guys don't read it but and you've pretty much just kept up from me and it's number 64 the cover is like um splinter and leo standing back to back with with, with their heads like dropped so you see there's some type of division there. And lately, ever since they killed Shredder and have absolved the Foot Clan, Splinter's been acting a little, I guess, shady, for lack of a, be- a better um, word. So he's been doing things like on the low, not telling his sons. And this um, this issue, he has an assassin kill their adversary. And this is just like the last straw for Mikey. Like Mikey already left the team, came back, and now he's just like pissed. And at the end of it, Splinter is like, you know, I can no longer lead you guys. Leonardo, it's your job now. You guys have to go. And like Splinter is now, I guess, by proxy also running the Purple Dragons and a few other, you know, gangs. And he's pretty much now positioned himself and the foot as the most dominant force in New York City. But it's Splinter, so you're hoping it's going to stay like, you know, a force for good, but it's kind of like that whole Darth Vader thing happening, and he doesn't, like, his mannerisms are changing, his speech, his language is changing, like, he sounds like an intimidating villain now at times in the story. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Splinter didn't, you know, just out and out just go and assassinate people. So what- And this issue, it was straight back ass great fights and everything but do you think he's possessed like, by shredder or something 
you know, I thought about that because there's a lot of mysticism in this story and in this whole, you you know, reincarnation. And, and there's a lot of like magic and the Kitsune is in here. So maybe, you know, Shredder could be slowly manipulating. Like maybe I'm just reaching because, you know, deep down, you don't want Splinter ever to be the bad guy ever. Right. And I and I'm like, OK. Maybe he's being possessed by the spirit of Shredder. I don't know, but they chopped off my man's head. <laughs> wow. That's you know, brutal. and he was like over 100 something years old to begin, begin with. But like, yeah, Splinter, the book got real, real dark, real quick. I mean, I'm talking straight through the chest, blood everywhere. And like the picture of like Michelangelo giving up the ghost, he was like, you know what? I'm done and just walked out. Like, it was so bad, Raphael got mad, and he's the guy who likes to just kick ass just because it's Tuesday. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a great issue. It just got dark real, real fast. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering where they're going to take it with this, with this one here. Mm. So, ugh. Cool. Gross. Turtle power. These aren't your 1983 turtles. <laughs> Cowabunga. Go ninja, go ninja, go. No, okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not him. Not him. I only say that because he's actually on tour doing a concert, and I wonder if he's going to do that on stage. Probably not, but still. Vanilla Ice coming to a city near you. I'm going to add that to my repertoire. No. Yeah. Go ninja? <laughs> yeah. Put that on your album. The- Ninja Turtle rap. The remix? It was the folk version. <laughs> oh. The folk version, no. yes. I, I was I was uh, looking at the track listing. I did not see This Is Where My Hell Begins <laughs> on there. <laughs> I'm slightly disappointed. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that cover. That's that's good. I forgot about that. That's great. Uh, I'll have to do a, I'll do a cover album and put All that on there. <laughs> okay oh, um all right so is that it speech what else yep uh well i mean i look i looked at uh ultimates number two well ultimates two number one um i guess since civil war screwed up everything it continued to infect this title and carol's pretty much upset that t'challa sold her out he changed sides. He was like, you know what? F it. I'm done. We're done. So the government pretty much broke up the team. But we find we find out that they're being brought back together. And this time, America Chavez is leading. And she's so badass, she has Galactus working for her. Wow. So, I'm, yeah, the art was good. The story was good. I love the whole diner scene between T'Challa and... And Carol, because it's very rare you get to see T'Challa do anything slightly comical. And it was funny and it fit perfectly because he was pretending to be a guy named Carl Lucas. Uh. <laughs> no, if anybody, uh, yes, he was pretending to be Carl Lucas meeting um, whatever um, alias Carol was using on, on, on some Internet date at a um, diner so they could talk. And then, you know, all hell breaks loose. But I like the original series until like the last few issues. And that was because Civil War II got in the way. So hopefully this year, the team's back together being patched up. So it'll be good. And uh, Rom, 
you guys are missing out. I'm sorry. Mm. IDW has rebooted an 80s classic, and it's pretty damn good, and the art is spectacular. And I do mean spectacular. Mm. Mm. Okay. You should you you should give the first couple issues of Ram a try. It's wordy. Some oh. words in there. Oh, I don't like I don't like words. It is wordy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we read comics for the pictures. But there's <laughs> <laughs> all well in the '90s we read comics for the boobs. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we should get back to the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Rom is uh, Rom is pre- is pretty good. There, um, find out some more, a couple more space knights. Space knights have uh, landed on Earth, and they uh. They pretty much talk crap about how Ram has been doing things lately because he's not um he's not just running through killing everybody how you know they would have done it but um yeah like I said Ram is I think it's issue five or what or whatnot now and it's great I'm sorry guys you should he he doesn't have the um the flipper hands anymore he's got digits mm-hmm. ooh upgrade yeah see yep see right there and <laughs> I saw a solicit and that's just a mask. Rom has a face, and we're going to see it in a few more issues. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll be darn face. <laughs> yeah. So, Rom, oh, flipper hands. Hmm. Wow, I'm just thinking back. Yeah, the '90s, the comics in the '90s were super hypersexualized, <laughs> weren't they? They really were. Oh, my yeah. God. I but we, think I mean, back but we didn't know any better. No, Invisible Woman's outfit. Oh, remember that? Oh, the four, four yeah. Which, oh, oh, yeah. Her, her, the, her pole dancer. Of, the go go boots with the the oh, boob gosh. window, the four boob window. Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's Good like time. you you know at that time there was nothing but a bunch of men in that room pitching that costume idea. <laughs> nothing but a bunch of guys. It's like, all right, look, and you're gonna and be and they, they put like a bomber jacket on Reed. Remember? <laughs> to make him cool. They, they were trying cool? to make Reed cool. They put more like, clothing uh, on Reed and less on Sue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Cover oh, the men nothing, up. Cover them up. <laughs> nothing will make Reed cool. I'm sorry. Nothing. Reed Richards, is, he's just that dad type character that will never be cool. Ever. No matter what they do. They made him a cool bad guy in the Ultimate Universe, but other than that, he's he's just... Horrible read. God, the boob window, the choker, the spike the choker. choker. That's right. And the, <laughs> and the spikes, the spikes were like four inches long. Like, good God. Oh, yeah, the 90s. Those were the days. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, what'd you All read? Right. Stuff I read. Uh, what uh, there's there's lots of lots of stuff that I read that I have an opinion on, but uh, the stuff that stood out the most, uh, Wayward number eighteen, um, great book. Uh, we've been talking on and off about Wayward here. I don't think anybody's ever been really disappointed with any single issue. Um, I unfortunately did, you know, picking it Wayward up once in a while to read it. And uh, enjoying it thoroughly. I always kick myself for not having read every issue thus far. And uh, so that, that's what I want to talk about today. Because I really want to get those trades and read the whole thing. Because it's just fantastic. Even picking up an issue, you won't even be completely lost. There's a paragraph recap on on you know the inside cover page. Which is great. Sums it up nicely. It's just enough 
for for you to get going. So in here we see Dermot, uh, we see Rory's dad, uh, a bit of a history on how uh, him and uh, Sinai, Rory's mom, uh, sort of, you know, the courtship, I guess you could call it. Um, but it also leads us to believe that Dermot might have had some sort of agenda, hidden agenda with this. So I, I don't know, maybe it's some of this stuff has been talked about in previous issues, but this is kind of new to me. And, uh, and you know, there's more to Dermot than meets the eye, it seems. Now, Rory and Ayani are in a hotel room of sorts, and uh, there's some sort of a charming or a charmer uh, spirit, I guess it is, uh, that's uh, in the middle of charming, quote unquote, <laughs> um, Rory. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Ayani interrupts them, so she proceeds to fight the spirit, and uh, she ends up getting stabbed in the process. Uh, now, what happens after that is uh, Dermot comes in and he kind of saves the day. But um, we find out throughout the issue that Ayani is not healing from this stab wound. So there's more to that. So that's a bit of a mystery on to why she hasn't been healing. And uh, so we just move ahead, and the, and then the gang sort of takes a trip, and they're on the Emerald Isle, so they're in, they're in Ireland. And Dermot uh, just kind of tells the history of uh, you know the, the the spirit world and the powers and the exceptional people um, and where they've come from. Um, so it's the whole sort of Celtic uh, mythology history. Uh, right up to this point, which makes it pretty interesting. It's kind of funny. It's it's not funny, but fun to mix those two cultures, right? There's that heavy Celtic influence with mm -hmm. some of those stories and mythology. Uh, that's where uh, kind of Dermot comes in, and then and then you have the Japanese side with uh, Ayani and uh, Rory being uh, half Asian herself. So it's it's a weird sort of um, mixing and pairing, but it really kind of works. And it's just this book has been so much fun. And this issue is pretty much more of the same. The art is super solid. It's great. Um, Dermot and Rory are assholes, though, because they keep speaking English. And Ayani has no clue what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, so they should really speak Japanese in her presence. But there you go. So it was, it was a fun book. And like I said, even though I don't read it regularly, every time I pick it up, it's definitely worth worth the read. So uh, I got to get back and get those trades. Um other stuff I've read this week that uh, royally sucked. Essentially, uh, we can talk about Civil War number seven. Which, oh, oh yeah, God. God. the filler okay, issue. So, all right, review over. There you go. You you've got the uh, death of X number four. Oh, which, let's see, there I didn't go. read it. Tell me about it. What happened? Okay, so Scott Cyclops died. Died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, Cyclops dies, uh, but uh, it's in the way he dies. So apparently, I, I'm going to spoil this because it really sucks. I don't even think yeah. anybody's reading this anyways. Uh, what happens is, you know, uh, earlier in the series, in the miniseries, uh, Cyclops kind of um, collapsed at one point. Yeah. In in the X-Mansion or X-Lab or wherever they were. Uh, that's actually the point where Cyclops died. Everything else died in the first issue. <laughs> Everything yeah, he died in the first issue. Everything else was put on by Emma. Uh, everything was a telepathic um, sort of uh, vision oh, put on by Emma. No. And, uh, so she's been pretending so that Cyclops could become a martyr, um, yes. essentially speaking. Oh, and uh, the, the issue ends with, ends almost ends with that revelation, but it ends with Black Bolt killing Cyclops. Or what uh, he thought was Cyclops. What he believes was Cyclops. Yeah. So, like, it was... So, basically... 
the shitty relationship between the Inhumans and the X-Men is Emma's fault right now. Pretty much. Because if you look at it, that whole broadcast from Cyclops was fake. That's yeah. why, you know, because I remember and complaining like this seems so out of character, not like, like him, blah, 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 blah. And it's so horrible. And like Havoc, who I forgot has the, the, the whole half Freddy Krueger face going up. Like, yeah. who the hell is that? I was like, ah, Havoc. <laughs> you know, and she's admitting all this stuff to Havoc. And I'm like, OK. And I'm like, really? This is this is how you end this? It's but supposed to be. Re- <sighs> but what really the whole got me world was-, was so upset was the final panel though because it has sort of Emma with this maniacal kind of smile on her face. Yeah, really, she looks really awkward, oh. creepy fucking last panel. Oh no. I don't so know if it's, Emma, if it was it's, bad now. It was bad and the art was wasn't it wasn't horrible but the art wasn't stellar either. So that was pretty bad. No. Um it's it's right up there with the infinite. No. 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 <laughs> issue. Okay. No. This issue is up there with the infinite only because everything was set up after Secret Wars. You know, Cyclops did this most horrible thing. I'm thinking he just ran through and slayed a bunch of inhuman babies like Anakin did, the young Jedi. And <laughs> the that would warrant for all this. But you know what? Cyclops didn't do anything to warrant all that crap that Marvel had built up last year and was hinting at this year. Marvel dropped the ball. I mean, and they, uh, yeah, they dropped it. This was a complete waste. Every single issue of this series, Death of X, is a complete waste of time and money. Stay away from it, people. This is your warning. Stay away. I'm not even a Cyclops fan. I hate Scott Summers, but you know what? This issue was so bad, I felt sorry for Scott Summers. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh man, they did them wrong. Like it was, it was just horrible, Jeff. Jeff, it was bad. Wow. It was, it, it, this, this was bad. Sounds like it. But basically, it's it was all a dream. Issues two, three, and four were just a dream. God, that's awful. And all this could have, yeah, all of this could have been avoided if you know Emma. I didn't want him so to die like that. He needed to be responsible for this atrocity. Emma. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, you no, talking the, about the, the creative the, team? Actually, yeah, right. Charles uh, Soule and Lemire. Oh. Jeff, yeah, uh, Charles Soule and Jeff Lemire. Oh lord, which sucks because Jeff is like a. I'm like, oh my. I know God. they're both. What's pretty that good. book he's on fire on right now? Um, Black Hammer. Well, Mighty Thor, right? Oh no, that's Jason Aaron. Uh, what's the word? And what's the Black Hammer? Black Hammer. That's it. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, right. um, in other things I've read, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Annual One kind of sucked. Uh, boo! And but it does have a story written by Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady from like, Whose Line Is like, It Anyway? Yeah, the, the the title of that little story is Whose Crime Is It Anyway? Yes, oh, Wayne Brady uh, wrote a story about about Spidey losing his, his edge on quipping. So, uh, you know, he just doesn't have it anymore. He's not funny anymore. So he goes and takes improv lessons. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I like uh, Wayne Brady. I don't <laughs> like this idea, and I didn't even read the issue. <laughs> What? The, the first because... story, though, uh, the first story is Mask of, of Death, and that was written by Ramos and and Crystal's Gage. Uh, but the art was by Francesco Herrera, and Francesco Herrera uh, oh, basically yeah. is like Humberto Ramos Jr. Um, so the art, 
the art was pretty good. It was pretty good, except that he needs an inker. That's the problem. He doesn't like he doesn't ink the stuff. It's like the 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 outlines are just a darker shade of the color of whatever it is that he's drawing type thing. So it's 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 not what we're used to. It works, but so that was the the best part about the book was that the art on the first story, and uh, this the middle story is three stories in total. The middle story just is about cloak and dagger, and um. And they're sort of weaving a couple or planting some seeds for plots that I'm assuming we're going to see um, further this year in Amazing Spider-Man. So, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, and lastly, the last book I want to talk about, there's a few that I read, but the last book I want to talk about is Venom Number 1. <sighs> Venom Number 1. <laughs> <laughs> that inhale right there just yeah. says it all. I mean, Sandoval did the art, and it's what you'd expect from Sandoval. He's kind of like a really messy Joe Mad. Yeah. Um, so it it sort of works, but it's very how do I put this? Very, you know, I, I feel tense the entire issue watching it because it's a bit of a mess and it's very big and extravagant. It's very '90s and it's very I, I don't know. It's just it's too much. I find it's a little too much to take in. And uh, and we're following the story of a new, essentially a new host for the symbiote. Um, so there you have it, which is some sort of new, former new host, a new host, a former ranger of some sort who was on disability. So he's another soldier who was on disability. But he only lost two fingers, though. That's that's it. He only hold lost on. Two. That doesn't count. That's not. Uh, no, <laughs> Flash lost his legs. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Two fingers? Come two on fingers. now. You lost two fingers. Come on. I've so, sparred with guys with only two fingers. So missing. It, it, it's like yeah. Uh, it just really seems like the character of the host himself is very much geared to speaking of nineties, this guy seems to be like the ultimate anti hero. Um he he's gonna take he's gonna make Wolverine and Punisher Punisher look like Boy Scouts, I think. Uh so I still we haven't seen that full yet, but there's a there's a glimpse of it I find. So it's it's going to be an interesting. But they've also uh, planted you know like Mac Mac Gargan is part of the first story, uh, but hasn't really had a run in with this guy yet. So that's bound scorpion? to happen. Yeah, that's a scorpion, but, right? Is he still yeah, the scorpion, he, or is he just no? Like... He's just Mac Gargan. Uh, he's sort of coordinating um a heist of some sort or trade uh so he's still doing criminal activities but he's doesn't seem to be the scorpion at the moment um so that's going to come back and and bite venom in the ass later i guess uh we get a little bit of background on this new guy whose name i forget which doesn't matter at this point because (laughs) i don't know i don't know how many people are going to be sold on this idea uh a new a new version of venom that sort of goes back to his anti-hero roots uh, without the hate for Spider-Man. You know what I mean? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be what. Uh, but it was weird for people to read, you know, Flash as being, you know, Venom Space Knight. That was totally far removed from what people wanted in Venom, right? So I guess this is a bit of fan service bringing him back to his roots. Yeah, so. but. The thing is, though, the thing that made Venom Space Knight work on some levels was you had great art and knowing that the suit's roots come from space, you know, that Mm -hmm. was great, too. But you still kept the very essence of who the symbiote was back in the um, 90s at certain points in the story. Now they just passing the symbiote around just like, you know, that loose individual you knew back in high school. 
exactly. like, hey, you're going to get a new host. All right. And the thing, I, I don't know. I was actually hoping it'd go back to Eddie Brock. You know, we'd get yeah. Brock back as Venom. But I know, is he still anti-Venom? No, he was cured of anti-Venom okay. last I read. Right. And, yeah, uh, the symbiote needs to go back answer. home to Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, well, it needs to go back home to Eddie. I mean, that's I'm that's one of the few things from the nineties that, that's on my short list of things that need to go back. The symbiote needs to go right back to Eddie. I do like the Sandoval art though. It looks good. Uh, it's good, but it's it's nineties. It's, it's so nineties. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's going on in, in uh, uh just the re- regular amazing Spider Man title right now? Right now, we're a clone conspiracy. So we're back to uh, a new version of the Jackal. This time he wears sort of like an Egyptian mask of it. So he's not like all green and shit. Um, He seems to be just a normal man in there. And uh, he's wearing this really cool Egyptian mask. So the the design is really cool for the new new Jackal, uh, which is still Miles Warren as far as I know. Uh, But again, this is, you know, he has a lab full of Miles Warren clones working with him. Uh, making more clones, I guess. So there's another Gwen Stacy and um, Kane's back now. So the latest issue of Amazing Spider-Man was how Kane came back. Uh, so he no longer has the other. And oh. um, yeah, so he had cell- cellular degradation as clones do. So he's trying to cure himself of that. Uh, he's got a beard now again, wearing wearing some tattered clothing. So he kind of looks like those lost years Spider-Man uh, back in the day. Uh, and that's it. We've seen all our old favorites. So carrion, there's a carrion disease going around. Uh, you know, it's, it's the whole clone thing. Now the assumption is, uh, that Dr. Octopus, well, actually he is getting his new cloned body. Uh, so old Dr. Octopus is coming back. It seems to a certain extent. Uh, but I thought, I thought that was what the whole clone conspiracy, what is it called? Dead No More um, thing was about. I don't think it's about Dr. Octopus. I think it's about somebody else. I'm just not quite sure who Hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's a whole other clone saga going on right now in Spider-Man. So it's... Mm. It's actually actually better than the original one so far. Still. Well, that's not Treading saying much. Nice, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm not. Um, I mean, I'm not doing cartwheels over it, but it is. You know, I've I've actually made it to three issues. And Prowler has a solo series now that ties into it. Woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Go, it's, Hobie um, Brown. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. I've read the first two issues. Issue two just came out this past week. I looked at it. It was decent. All right. Yeah. That's it. That's for me, yep. I've got some new stuff up on the um, on the agenda. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk about it next week, but uh, we'll have to see if it's good or not. Cool. Yeah. Between that and this week, though, is the is the multi part crossover for the Flash, Arrow, Legends oh, of Tomorrow, yeah, right. and Supergirl, mm. and. Yeah, so I'm going to be a bit busy. I have to catch up on Flash after we are through here. But the first part of it was kind of like, oh, okay. You swooped in at the last part of the show. That was nice. Mm-hmm. I but, don't really, you know, I don't want to watch the other episodes. I just want to watch the Flash. What? So, oh, come on now. I mean, I just, I just, 
that's a I, that's a lot. That's a big time commitment. It's four hours of a, a story <laughs> that I don't really. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I want to. I want to er- stay with what's going on with Flash. Like I love this whole. I just I love the whole Caitlyn thing going on and, and, uh, and H what is it H W H R H R H R yeah I love him now I, I just love everything something's kind of creepy about him something's off well yeah not last know. issue but the previous one there was a little more to him than we know but I like the way that he's still helping out the team without being the genius uh, yeah Wells it's it's yeah it must be so fun. By repeating yeah. what everyone else says, yeah, I like that. Exactly. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> but, his line. Last, his lines are just whatever. The last, last part episode, of what anyone he was else actually says. coming up with ideas. Yes, he know? was. That's right. I, yeah. With, yeah. So I thought I thought it was starting. He was starting to find his groove, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what else is going to happen with him. I still say the beginning intro needs to be changed. Yeah. It really does. It just needs to I be. I try to be the fastest man alive. Yeah, I'm Barry Allen. And I have the potential to be the fastest man alive. I'm one of However, the fastest people alive. Like I'm, I'm one of I'm one of seventeen fast people. Because I'm like, it's it's like every time there's a new season, it's like who's going to be faster than Barry this week? Oh, the speed god! Oh, yeah. There it is, right there, <laughs> right there. You can't get any faster than the speed well, he god. He doesn't say that he's the fastest god in the in you know uh-huh. fastest just, man look, alive. He's just the fastest well, man. Look, Savitar came up and beat the shit out of Barry the same way Zoom did, dragged him across the world, and then just tore him up. Savitar beat him on top of water for like a millisecond and then dragged him onto hard concrete. I'm like, now that's fast. Yeah, that was, that was pretty fast. Though I will say I had to look up the original version of Savitar. You guys should Google Savitar and be very, very glad of the costume change. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Google DC Savitar Flash. Yeah. I'm I was gonna, like, woo, guys, the bullet right there. But I'm pretty sure if this would have come out back then, that's exactly how he would have looked. Yeah, you see it? (laughs) Yeah, Savitar. What is that? That's the late 80s, man. Man. What the? (laughs) He's not wearing a shirt. Well, I mean, it's not just that. It's just a whole combination of everything. That He's like the outfit. guy, the guy Gardner of the Flash world. <laughs> he looks like a. He's a Mexican wrestler. <laughs> he doesn't like a luchador. He does. And I'm pretty sure that's where they got their inspiration from because he looks heavily luchador inspired. He has sleeves but, but it's no just, shirt. Yes, sleeves <laughs> <laughs> but no shirt. Exactly. And how can you be taken seriously as a villain when you have sleeves but no shirt? Wow. There you have it. Listen, all y'all, well, it's a savage. He really does look like Listen, a pro. Listen, all y'all, it's a savage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Pretty stand much. it. No, you planned it. <laughs> oh, all right. I think we've uh, beat the flash enough over the head with our jokes. Yes, we have. We can go ahead and wrap it up. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Tales from the Water Cooler. Uh, we want to give thanks to all of our wonderful uh, outlets, including TMV Cafe. Uh, um, who else? 
Sorry, it, it went away. I'm coughing over here because I was trying to eat. Oh, you're eating. Okay, here it is. Uh, TMB Cafe Underground Video Network, uh, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and ComicAttack.net, where you can check out all kinds of wonderful stuff like chirps, reviews, news, manga, movies, columns, podcasts, superherostuff.com, product reviews, and all kinds of awesome, glorious, wonderful things. So go over there and do that. Follow us on Twitter. And on Facebook, and what else? Anything Instagram. else? Oh, and call the, us at home. Call us at Come home. Come by for a visit. Yes. <laughs> Come. The, the 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 Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebooks. Um, be sure to follow us on that. Leave leave a review for us somewhere wherever you pick this this fine thing up. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So uh, everybody, y'all have anything else to say? No. Oh, man. All right. Well, everybody have a great week and stay thirsty. Listen, all y'all, it's a sabotage.